Class is back in session, and HyperX has the grade A gear you need for dorm life, remote classes, and for schooling folks online. Shop the HyperX back to school deals going on now at HyperX.com to help make your return to student life a breeze. Comfortable cloud headsets can keep you focused in as you cram for finals with some lo-fi beats, and stay productive with lightweight pulse fire mice, responsive alloy keyboards, and more. Keep your GPA and your KDA high with HyperX products and accessories. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code SPOTIFY for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Chat of the Wild is part of the HyperX Podcast Network. To find out more information and other great shows, go to podcast.hyperx.com. Hello, everybody. Welcome to Chat of the Wild. In this episode, we've got a special guest with us. Mike Lane from the GameCube Was Cool podcast will be joining us to talk about GameCube games, specifically Zelda GameCube games. Uh, You might be thinking there's just like maybe one, maybe one and a half. There's actually at least three we can talk about. I'm Jeremy Harvey. We've got Brian Auer here. Hi. That's my name. Mike, say hello. Hello, welcome, uh, or well, thank you. <laughs> yes, well, yes, welcome. <laughs> <laughs> but yes, uh, thank you very much for having me, guys. I uh, really appreciate it, and uh, excited to talk about some Zelda games on the GameCube. You're right, there's more than just one. Right, and there, I mean, we could get into a few other things, like maybe some that didn't even release. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, and actually, oh man, you just unlocked something in my brain, man, because <laughs> I'm now thinking, do we talk about all the Zelda games that you could play on GameCube? Because that list gets even longer. Not just Zelda GameCube games, but game Zelda games you can play on GameCube. Brian is is whipping got, out got like his uh his promotional right disc. Here. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh I guess and before a Master we... Quest. Mike, why don't you go ahead and explain your podcast to our listeners before we get going? For sure, yeah. So I host or co-host a podcast called The GameCube Was Cool and we basically are trying to go through every single North American GameCube game release. So that's 555 games. Uh, sometimes we do episodes just one game at a time. Sometimes we'll do a whole bunch together. Uh, and there'll be maybe, you know, five, six, even 12 games. There's a lot of movie tie-in games on the GameCube, all right? So we got to get through a lot of them sometimes. But uh, we are going to be putting out an episode very shortly, which is just going to be one game. And that's going to be uh, Zelda Four Swords Adventures. So that uh, ties in really well with um, with this podcast today. Yeah, for sure. Uh, that is a game that we we have talked about. We're not necessarily like it doesn't fit with what we do. 
because there just isn't really a story there, you know? Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. so for us, to, for us to like talk about it, 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 it's, it's weird for one of those because we, we obviously acknowledge it. It's not like it's, it's some weird uh, black <laughs> sheep in count. this group. Right. Um, though in some ways it kind of is. Cause it was like one of the first Zelda games that just didn't care about a story or anything like that. They mm-hmm. were just like, we're just going to make a fun Zelda spinoff. And we hadn't mm-hmm. really had those now. Now, if, if Nintendo announced a similar game, it wouldn't be that surprising. No, it's true. I mean, now it's we see that everywhere. Like Triforce Heroes is kind of an example of a of a different style of game from Four yeah. Swords Adventures, which I, I don't know if you guys have played Triforce Heroes. I do not like that game at all. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> uh, Four Swords Adventures was actually a, a really good game with just a massive barrier to entry, uh, which was mm-hmm. too bad because for those who don't know, because I didn't really know that much about this game before I started researching it, you needed... Uh, well, you could have played the game single player with just one GameCube controller, but to have friends come over and play it, they needed to bring their Game Boy Advances and their Game Boy Advance cables to connect to the GameCube, mm-hmm. which of course everyone had. <laughs> and, and, and not just the link, it wasn't just the link cable, it was the actual Game Boy to GameCube That's cable, right. which yeah. was a different thing entirely. Can you imagine um, explaining that to a parent? i had to explain it to mine multiple times of like like all the all the different things where you know they were like well you have that system i was like yeah but i need the game boy and they're just like well actually no i take it back game boy was like the first system i bought on my own i saved my money up for that thing but with that i was like oh i need i need to get this cable here and they were like don't you already have that cable that connects to your brother's game boy and i'm like no it's not that cable i need this cable here so that we can play together on this system here and they were like okay whatever mom. yeah it's, it was 15 dollars. whatever <laughs> then then you had to have friends Oh, that's ah. what that's what we were saying. Just, to, I mean, Triforce Heroes was was that was where it was stupid too, right? Because you, there were some quests that you couldn't actually complete unless you had three people and exactly three mm-hmm. people to complete them. So dumb. And Four Swords was a little bit that way, where it was definitely meant and QA'd uh, to be played with four people, uh, and like kind of the entire gameplay revolves around that. But it's still a fun game to play single player but you're totally right it's not the story isn't there apparently there are like mangas though for four swords that were put out that mm-hmm. are mm-hmm. i would to be read really that good. yes that sounds awesome four links uh all the different personalities stuff. you know and uh yeah it, yeah it's kind of teenage mutant ninja potential. turtles a little bit Nice. <laughs> sure yeah yeah i mean it, at least uh four swords has dungeons which is something we try and look at they do they differentiate them very well from each other they're not themed like a normal zelda setup i I don't i've never really played four swords at all so yeah neither had we really until a couple weeks ago to get ready for it because it's one of those games it only sold guys it only sold eight hundred thousand copies which is abysmal you know if you you, Mm -hmm. take into account like wind waker sold about 6.6 million uh, Twilight Princess, I think, sold eight million total. You know, between the Wii and the GameCube, so eight hundred thousand. Breath of the Wild on Wii U sold double that. So, <laughs> like that is just a, Damn. a horrible amount, and it's because of the marketing, right? They couldn't actually explain to people why they needed to buy this game uh, to tide them over until Twilight Princess would eventually come out. But yeah, th- there are dungeons, yeah, and they are 
pretty like they actually did a pretty good job with variety like again the game is good it's just a huge barrier to entry and there's other games on the gamecube like there's other zelda games like wind waker and twilight princess that are objectively better so it's like uh gets lost in the dust yeah i always uh think back on the visuals of that game and it's really interesting because they basically take a you take a link to the past visuals smooth it out High, make it higher res, mm-hmm. but then also do layering with like intense shadows. That's right, and it it gives this almost uh, it, it's 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 really hard to explain. But when you see it in action compared to the other games, it's actually really good to look at. Well, all the animation too is actually taken straight from Wind Waker. So mm-hmm. whenever there's bombs or things blow up, it's got that Toon style animation, uh, and it's all mm-hmm. actually in three D. Yeah. Like everything is actually rendered in 3D, but you only ever see it from like an above head view. Yeah, it's a really cool development concept. Like it would have it would have uh, taken a long time to actually flush that out. And, you know, it's uh, another example of the GameCube era where Nintendo wanted to take risks. Like that was a pretty risky mm. game to make. Obviously it failed because they only sold 800,000 copies, but it still was a, a risk worth taking in my opinion. Yeah, I think people just didn't, get the or or it felt like it was too much of a hassle to get because didn't you also need the game boy advance copy of a link to the past to make this work no 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 no. luckily you didn't need that but that would have been a little too much (laughs) it would have been absolutely yeah (laughs) nintendo would have done it i'm sure there was i'm sure there was a board somewhere where it said we're gonna they're gonna buy it we're nintendo Mm -hmm. they will pay for it it's zelda everyone buys zelda Yeah, but you see them messing around with this, like, asynchronous multiplayer, too, with uh, Pac-Man Fever later. But it seemed yeah. like Miyamo- Miyamoto really Pac-Man wanted to versus. use this. Or Pac-Man versus. Yeah, not, not Pac-Man, Pac-Man Fever. Fever. <laughs> <laughs> oh, um, and, yeah, so, like, you could see him thinking, like, this is really cool. Um, it's just kind of a pain for everyone to get set up and, and get into and, and get excited about. And it's also tough to show people, you yep. know, those experiences and and have them get it you can't really watch gameplay for it like it doesn't do it justice at all you don't really understand what's Mm -hmm. going on and it's it really is too bad that it came out the time it did like if it came out today for the switch or even i mean it basically is a an early wii u so like if it had come out for one of those consoles it i think would have fared a lot better Mm -hmm. yeah we'll see uh by the time this episode comes out but i'm always throwing out predictions and i've recently had this this vision pop into my head of <laughs> us getting a new four swords game announced yes. this year with breath of the wild 2 being delayed out there's going to be like some zelda thing i still like i don't Highly think it any... to you in your sleep of course yes <laughs> as, yeah, as yeah. she does yeah uh <laughs> and so i'm i'm anticipating something like that um, since That'd we're talking cool. about this, uh, I think it's worth bringing up, even though this game did not come out, uh, at least here into the, in the States, uh, Tetris trackers, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. this, uh, this was a game that was announced at the same time as four swords adventures. That's right. And it was something that eventually, I believe it came out as Navi trackers. Yep. Uh, and mm. Tetra would tell you where things were, and then you were fighting other people to find it and then take it, I believe. it's I, I, I've only seen a few things. Again, this is something that 
didn't ever actually like get fully released the way they were talking about it because it was supposed to be like that was going to be like on the disc with it it was going to be like a a multi-game disc that had four swords adventures and tetris trackers and then Mm -hmm. maybe it did i mean do you know if that actually was bundled with something i guess i I'm, i'm a little foggy on that yeah so what ended up happening or the idea at first was to have tetris trackers the hyrule adventure and then uh shadow battle which was also which ended up being included which was like a kind of a a multiplayer battle royale style that they kind of just had Mm -hmm. to put in because there was multiplayer in this game yeah well i mean you have to have multiplayer at that point in video gaming too yes everything (laughs) Mm -hmm. everyone is looking at the back of the box to see is there multiplayer but yeah tetris trackers ended up being at navi's trackers and the the really interesting thing about that was that it actually ended up having full voice acting in that game. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so Japanese only never got a North American release. And the reason most people speculate why is because it not only had voice acting, but it also had, uh, I guess, text recognition. So you could put in Japanese characters for your name and they'd be able Tetra would be able to string together the characters to say your name. Okay. I could see how that'd be possible in in Japanese, yes, but yeah, no. And I'm sure they were like, you know what, guys, this is not worth it at all (laughs) to have this like small, basically mini game style um, mode to be in Four Swords. Let's just release it as is, and that's kind of what happened. Mm -hmm. It's a shame. Tetra Tetra needs more work. Tetra voice acting is weird though, and Tingle talking is even weirder because he's in that game, and Mm, that that's something Mm. the world doesn't need. Mm, I can do without disagree. that. Hard disagree. <laughs> no, no, he's wrong. <laughs> the tingle no. apologist has entered the room. <laughs> we we were on a we were on a show last like over a year ago uh, talking about Breath of the Wild, and someone tried to criticize Beetle, and the whole room erupted. It was like, what are you talking about? Like everyone, like was on this dude for suggesting any, any ill will towards Beetle. <laughs> and uh, I recently play, and within the last year playing Breath of the Wild, sometimes I have a Beetle on me, and I only recently started using them in potions. I would always just give him my Beetles when I had them. He gets mad at you. He gets like super. Like malicious towards you if you do not hand over a beetle for like some really bad trade. It, it's really awful. Huh. Beetle, stop it. I didn't know. So that. I I kind of get it, but uh, but yeah, pretty much every other instance, I'm a, I'm a big beetle fan. So hey, beetle is an entrepreneur. All right, you know he's he's a small mm-hmm. businessman trying to feed his. He's family. out there. Yeah, he's out there. Door to door, door to door salesman. You know he's on the front lines. Yeah, it's true. Uh, you know, one of the best, most comprehensive uh, customer service programs, you know, <laughs> membership programs that, that there is. Great rewards. <laughs> Great rewards. The best. So getting us back on track, uh, we, di- we did kind of hop around a little bit here. Uh, why don't we go ahead and, and hit rewind a little bit to the the first Zelda game on GameCube with... Uh, I mean, with I the... gave you the perfect segue. We're talking about Beetle. Um, <laughs> with with Wind Waker. <laughs> and uh, this game, I, I still have vivid memories of seeing that first trailer and immediately being in love with it. Now, you're talking about the, the, the cell-shaded trailer, not the trailer from yes. 2000 Space World where they showed no. off basically oh, yeah, yeah. Well, HD okay, Ocarina. you know what? 
you know what? Let's address it because I also have <laughs> memories of that as well. Okay. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It did not look nearly as good as what Wind Waker did. Like, I mean, if you look back at it now, it is it is very much the graphic card tech demo looking kind of thing. Like, we, mm-hmm. we can look at it now and be like, that's not a video game. At least the thing we I saw mean, with Wind Waker was like, that's a video game. <laughs> it's like, at least it looks better than uh, the end of the Power Rangers movie when they CG'd the monster. Like, yeah, it, it, it looked pretty <laughs> rough, but I poured over those screenshots, man. Yeah, that's, I mean, it was a, so I was too young to remember the space where I remember when Wind Waker came out, obviously, but I, I don't remember the, uh, the initial criticism and everyone going nuts when it, you know, was Wind Waker wasn't what people had seen at Space World. But I mean, yeah, I think like, I think they, they went the right way, but for business, they probably didn't uh, in retrospect because this was GameCube was the mature console. It was specifically trying to be sold to teens and it was trying to be, you know, their whole, I think their motto was like getting back our gamers. They're like, you know, it was, it was supposed to be, you know, going back to the roots, no more kitty kind of style games. It was, uh, they made a big effort to have a lot of mature titles on this system and a lot of mm-hmm. third party support and quotes. That's what Nintendo always tries to do. And they never really get it uh, except for the switch. So, <laughs> you know, we got that and the GameCube at the beginning, there was a lot of third party support at the beginning and a lot of uh partnerships with publishers like uh like ea for example had actually for once had a good partnership with nintendo for like two years <laughs> they they would generally get uh that out of the gate where yeah. they get you know ubisoft uh putting a bunch of stuff on there you know throughout the the years all the way up to the wii u um and then people kind of walk away eventually <laughs> when Which... they don't want to deal with the hardware mm-hmm. yeah which is what happened with the gamecube um, relatively but yeah, yeah it, it so that that definitely hurt them when they went for this like kind of kind of kitty style uh, is what people thought of like cartoonish style rather than this oh, edgy yeah. uh because <laughs> it, it was it was almost against the brand at that point uh it, it almost feels like twilight princess was the game that was meant to be put out in 2003 and wind waker would have fit more with the 2006 Wii. you know we're going more family friendly again so that kind of in in the uh, alternate alternate universe timeline would have uh probably worked a bit better but i'm very happy they did actually put it wind waker out because it's one of my favorite games ever the backlash was way overblown because yeah. it just looked great and and it was a fun game but yeah i was there i was there man in the <laughs> in the hallways and the in the classrooms when hashing it out with people who yeah the the gamecube nintendo can continue to be derided as a as a kitty kitty company and uh and i i pushed back on it vehemently <laughs> <laughs> good, good. There, i wasn't yeah. having any of it you have to combine the era of the internet that was going on at that time too. Like uh, for me, I, I align like perfectly with where the, the internet discourse was like exploding in, in certain places where like every website had comment sections now. And so you would go to your IGN and you would see them put this postcard, you know, size video or sorry, uh, a stamp size video on there. And then just, hundreds of comments of people talking about how bad it looks and it's not for you know it's not for us mature Zelda. teenagers <laughs> Zelda. Zelda. Yeah, Zelda. Like, yep. 
Yeah, and so you had this boom going at that time where if we didn't have that, if things lined up just a little differently, I think it would have been fine and we may have gotten more of that because sales-wise, it did fine, yep. right? It's not like the, yep. the game bombed from there. It was enough that they were like, we're going to keep this going on our other system that's also selling like crazy right now. Uh, so we want to keep that style going and get the people that like that game to keep playing this here. Uh, you know, we've we just got done with the DS Zelda games and those were not good um, and actually are very, very sad that they kind of like did that to our boy. Uh, yeah. And, yeah. And, and but, just Tetra getting the shaft at every turn, man. <laughs> yeah. Us never actually getting more of Tetra like what we wanted. Other than yeah. Tetris trackers. <laughs> that's all. That's all we can hey. hold on to. <laughs> I, you know, uh, Hyrule Warriors. She is fun to play in okay. that for sure. Go. Okay, yeah. So there's that. <laughs> yeah, I mean this but is yeah. this is a good example of like the Zelda cycle. I'm sure you guys have have mentioned this in the show before, but you know the whole idea is as time progresses, negative opinions about Zelda turn into positive ones, and that's mm. kind of the Wind Waker is the perfect example of that. Even even Twilight Princess, like Twilight Princess, a lot of people when it came out, I really loved it when it came out, but a lot of people were like, ah. It's okay. And, you know, when the HD remaster came out, people were like, yeah, Twilight Princess was one of my favorite games. It's like, well, I don't know if you said that 10 years ago, but. <laughs> yeah, you know. And it, it always depends yeah, on if you're, if you're talking about, like, consumers versus people that were reviewing it. Because yes. uh, it's almost the opposite, where if you look at reviews of old Zelda games, they always were really high. And then mm-hmm. part of what we've been doing is going through these, and I try to keep... I, I try to keep any kind of rose tinted, uh, you know, goggles off my face whenever I can with this stuff. And a lot of times, I I tend to try to find some things where I'm like, this doesn't hold up anymore, right? Mm-hmm. Where like at I, you know, I don't. I, I try to avoid the at the time it was this, <laughs> so therefore you cannot criticize it. We're like, no, we have we have gone beyond this. Where if you're like reviewing these <laughs> games now, you're taking them down a few points for sure. But yeah, then you have the nostalgia of everyone else where, you know, at the time, depending on what situation they had in their own personal life, where this game would come out and maybe it was frustrating if they were younger, they couldn't figure certain things out, Mm -hmm. uh, but still like they got through it and they forget the struggles and they just look back at like the key (laughs) moments, especially like, especially like a wind waker uh, where they have a couple of these moments here and there that like really stand out. But then you, you tend to forget how much fat was in between those those things? You yeah, know? Well, just or, traveling. <laughs> like I mean, yeah. that's like yeah. uh, half the game is is traveling, and doing yeah. the um the, the like the the shard quest or whatever uh, mm-hmm. that takes forever. And like, there's a lot of these things that yeah, you're totally right, Jeremy. You forget about it because the game itself was so charming, and there was so much to love about just mm-hmm. being in that world. That uh, you know, every time you come back to it, you're like, okay, yeah, that's right, that's right. I do like this a lot. Hmm. Yeah, there's something weird about Wind Waker. I I don't know. I mean, I don't know what it is. I think we tried to quantify it when we covered it. But you can hear, like, the first 10 episodes. Well, the first, for some of us more than, than others. But, like, yeah, we're, we're having the best time. Like, I, uh, you know, we'll just be like, we got our boat this episode. It took us three episodes to get to the open <laughs> ocean. But I am loving it. And just having a great time. And you... you the 
the more you check off in that game, you start to like just get a lot of re- repetitive um content, I guess, mm-hmm. on on the different islands and like it starts to wear thin towards the end. And it and it's really odd, but you you do remember you you don't remember those parts. You remember the like, yes, yeah, sailing is great. Mm-hmm. Um it, and if you nail good sailing, uh, which oh, it's it's so good in that game. Oh man, like it it go it 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 goes a long way. Like with the uh, Phantom Hourglass, the sailing is just not fun, yep. and it wears that game down real fast. But yeah, it, I can look past a lot of things in Wind Waker if I'm having a good time. I I I would say it's the charm. I, I think Wind Waker mm-hmm. is the most charming Zelda game. Yeah. Uh, it I. For me, I have always looked at the the best Zelda games are the ones that get weird because you want more character in these things that that break it apart from other high fantasy action adventure kind of games. It's not just about you fighting monsters with a sword. Uh, It's about meeting interesting people. It's about having these interactions with them. And it's about like finding unconventional things. And Wind Waker had a lot of that in there, but it wasn't necessarily tied to its gameplay. Like the gameplay itself was actually fairly standard. Um, and even the weapons, that was my, my biggest criticism is that what we, what we call our, our traversal items in the Zelda games, you didn't really get anything special in this one. Like the closest thing Mm -hmm. that you had was the, uh, grapple hook, which was just sort of a neutered version of a hook shot. And so you didn't actually have in terms of gameplay, um, the things you're actually doing with your hands and the controller isn't as interesting as some of the other Zelda games, even the ones before it with Ocarina of Time and Majora's Mask. You're not actually doing interesting things in there. You're just meeting a lot of really interesting people. And that is something that maybe makes it stick in people's minds for so much longer is that you just have the memories of the characters of hearing those voices of the, Hey, and the sploosh <laughs> and like all these little things. And th- those, those last longer than the frustrations you may have had of wrestling with with wonky controls, absolutely, and, uh, and a uh, inverted X axis, right? Yes, <laughs> yes, yes. I mean that that was there were a lot of games back then that had that, which is just mm-hmm. unfortunate. Yeah. But when you play it again today, it's like okay, I just get used to it. Because uh, playing Wind Waker again, you know, I, I guess last year when we covered it. I was surprised that because we've been playing so many old games for to cover all 555 and most of them do not hold up today, like at all, for sure. But Wind Waker, you know, just was still 10 out of 10 in terms of how it looked, how it played, like everything about that game just made me smile so much to go back to it because I hadn't actually gone back to the GameCube version probably since like 2005 or something. So that was really, really cool to to be satisfied with that version still. Mm-hmm. Did you plug the Tingle Tuner in? <laughs> I wish I had that. <laughs> it was, um, yeah, it was OP because uh, I played, oh, yeah. I played through that with my brother. We would go back and forth uh, and just being able to just bomb things whenever. Yes. Was, was, <laughs> it, it just made everything so much easier there. Uh, and it's, it's, it's so weird that they did that stuff and I I miss it. I really do miss that that era of the strange asymmetrical gameplay. Like we we had mm-hmm. that for a very short while with the launch of the Xbox 1. They had that smart glass stuff. 
that you'd be able oh, to like, yeah. interact with their games on there, but it was still just done so poorly. It was not advertised well. Uh, I'm I'm sure there were problems with just the like app the itself. Wii U. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, um, it did it poorly and it wasn't advertised well. But I miss it. Yeah, that was that mm. was really fun to do that stuff. Hmm. Yeah, it's funny that my first time playing Wind Waker wasn't even actually playing the the main like the GameCube game itself. I played it on the Zelda Collection game because there was a demo on there mm-hmm. and that mm. collection is is awesome for so many reasons but uh mm. playing up that wind waker demo is really long like there's a lot to explore and there's like a lot to do you can because i think it's timed if i remember correctly so if you're smart enough and if you played it enough like i did <laughs> when i was a kid uh you could get through a lot of wind waker just th- in that 30 minutes or whatever however long it was Don't, do they start you at like three different places like you can choose you can choose, yeah, yeah. So you can okay, basically, yeah. and I think you get thirty minutes for each one, basically. But you can like you can go to different worlds from there still. Like so, you can if if you knew the map well enough, you could get it. You could like basically speed run <laughs> the demo disc. Yeah. <laughs> Which people really have done that with the uh, like five minute demos in uh, Brawl, was it? I think uh, okay. It would let you play like a game for five minutes. Yeah, uh, people have beaten Ocarina on that thing. <laughs> That's really cool. Yeah, <laughs> I wonder if there's something like that, Brian. You'll need to do some research on that. If if there's yeah. a speed running crowd for that demo disc, for the, for a little promo buddy here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll I'll check that out. That that's uh, that'd be a good thing to. I'll see if Linkus has done that. I'm sure he has. <laughs> I love that that disc so much. That's so my parents got me the GameCube uh with that bundle. So I was lucky enough to get that. Oh, okay. When I actually I guess that would have been 2003. I guess probably yeah, December 2003 is when I got it and uh and yeah, I I had so much fun playing that constantly cuz I don't think I had any games yet. I think they just got me that and maybe <laughs> Double Dash. And uh Right. Yeah, it's played through it. I I'm, I'm pretty sure they didn't buy me a memory card. <laughs> nope because yeah nope. that was uh, yep. the gamecube was my first system actually um because they didn't let me play or they didn't my parents didn't let me have home consoles because we had a pc so their their thing was like right. well you already have you can already play games on your computer why would we There's get you solitaire. a home console yeah why <laughs> we have roller coaster tycoon why would you need anything else <laughs> I mean, honestly, okay, like, that, that's that's true. You you could get through life. I could get through life on Roller Coaster oh, Tycoon me too. alone, probably. And I I had a Game Boy Advance SP, and and I had you know had a Game Boy Color and everything. So for me, I didn't really mm-hmm. need a home console. I was like, I'm good. I got my SP. Yeah. Uh, Brian, what's get that disc back what's all on that disc uh let, let, i want to talk oh, about that for a uh, second mm-hmm. one and two and the 64 ones and, and uh playable demo of of uh wind waker yep and that was was that the pre-order one or was that the nintendo power one this was not a pre-order one just I, a bundle yeah i forget how i got this and it has not i didn't get it with a with a system. I think it says not for resale on the front too, which I always thought was oh, funny. We, yeah, yeah. <laughs> which people have resold that <laughs> many times. Oh yeah, it's super yeah, it's it I mean that that thing goes for well over a hundred dollars at this point. Oh yeah. Yeah. My it's yeah. it's funny. I didn't know when I started the podcast again, I was I was looking for a couple of 
of GameCube games that I didn't know where they were. And I asked my mom, I was like, do you know where like that Zelda game is? She's like, oh, when you moved out, I put it like I, I put it like locked up because I figured it was going to be like worth something because it said not for resale on it. I was like, thanks, mom. <laughs> oh, hey, How nice. My aunt seemed to have uh, held on to my copy for 16 years because when I opened up the box full of video games, I was like, hey, how you doing? Isn't that the greatest feeling? I missed you. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I thought that thing was long gone. I thought someone made, ran off with it. Yeah, my cousins had Paper Mario Thousand Year Door, and they were like, Ooh. "They're like, I think this is yours. Do you want this?" I'm like, "Oh yes, please." <laughs> <laughs> Don't seem desperate. Okay, so this disc uh, in Japan was available on Club Nintendo, so you could use points to get it from there. In okay. North America, they did a bundle. They did a system bundle, and I believe it would have been like a silver GameCube, mm-hmm. and then you mm-hmm. get that game. Uh, you yep. could also get it by renewing uh, Nintendo Power at a certain time, or by That's registering a GameCube and two or more select games, which is what I did. I remember that now. Ah, um, you know nice. what? I may have done that. Because I would have... were Double Dash... Mario Party 5, Mario and Luigi Superstar Saga, and 1080 Avalanche. It would have been Mario Kart and Superstar Saga for me, for sure. Nice. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, maybe that, or I don't know, because uh, I re-up Nintendo Power plenty of times just for stuff. Um, like headphones, or the Wind Waker shirt that I have, or... Yeah, mostly Zelda stuff. So I, pr- <laughs> I, I bet I did the Nintendo Power route. But yeah, that one I remember. Um, the emulation on the sixty-four is not great. Uh, that one had some problems with the audio that got it, it would be it would crackle and things like that. I think in Majora's Mask it was really bad yeah. on there. Yeah, Majora's mm. Mask is the one that people always complain about. I, I found it. Yeah, I, I noticed it a little bit. People complained a lot about glitches with Ocarina, and when I was playing it for our episode about that collection. Uh, I honestly didn't find anything wrong. I found Ocarina played really well, um, but uh, it also plays, you know, there's also a Master Quest that you can play it on too, which is a whole other thing. Mm-hmm. Not on that one. That it's one doesn't a different have a different disc on that. Though. Right. Yeah. Yes. There's there. Uh, that was the other one I was going to bring up. So there was the other one that here in North America, it was a pre-order bonus with Wind Waker. If you pre-order Wind Waker, mm-hmm. you could uh, get that at uh, whatever. I, I think it was just like anywhere, really. Oh um, yeah, yeah. No, yeah, that was oh, I got mine through I think it was I don't know if they had switched over to EB games at that point or they were still Electronics Boutique, but yeah, that's where I picked mine up. But yeah, that one was Ocarina of Time and Master Quest. That was just those mm-hmm. two games right. on that disc. Uh and that was, was where the first time I'd ever had to start saying L targeting. <laughs> 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 I was like, I don't like this. Yeah, that was uh, the first time that a lot of people got to experience Master Quest. And we eventually got to see it again with the 3DS Zelda Ocarina of Time remake. But uh, yeah, I remember playing through this and being real confused, but it was everything that I wanted. Uh, I I remember reading in Nintendo Powers about Uru Zelda, uh, about these things with the 64DD and was so excited and then never really knowing that like you know it, it i missed the reporting about that stuff getting canceled coming to the US mm-hmm. 
And so I just would hear about it and hear about it. And then it would just never come. It was the same with Tetris trackers Mm -hmm. where I remember like reading about it, watching a video on it and seeing all this stuff. And that's just like implanted in my brain where I was like, this is the next Zelda thing I need to be prepared for. And then it just (laughs) never comes. Yeah, I mean, that must be ready. That's the state of video games though back then was just like the ability to just be like, no, I'm, that's just not going to come out and no one really needs to know about it because this industry just isn't that big. And that was kind of the, the way that people thought about stuff. And same with like games coming out just in general. Uh, no one cared if the games had glitches in them or were broken, especially for a lot of these movie tying games. They're like, well, we just have to get this out. Who cares? <laughs> and there's no Twitter for people to like go on and 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 talk about their frustration about how uh, Finding Nemo doesn't work on their console. It just was like, yeah, <laughs> right. <laughs> we had whatever, dude. We had six months to make this game. Yeah. And we got it out. Yeah, mm-hmm. and it's just like it's just a funny world. You know, it's it's it feels like it's so long ago, but it's only like less than twenty years ago for a lot of these games. Mm-hmm. But it was a completely different world in terms of the industry and obviously just technology in general, where it's things have well, changed you also so have, much. And you also have Nintendo at this point, like having a massive uh, change to the way their company works in that. Uh, uh, Yamauchi and Arakawa retire around this time. Mm-hmm. And so they're just kind of finding their footing again halfway through a generation <laughs> that didn't start out as well as they would have hoped. So, yeah, trying to figure out, like, where they were going to go next was... it. It's, it's They threw a lot of stuff at the wall because they just were like, let's get through this. Uh, we've got some ideas for our next systems, but... Let's try things. I don't know. That's that's why we did a <laughs> podcast that on this. Man game. Because there's just yeah. so many there's so many unique gems on the GameCube that people don't know about or talk about that much. Like er, it seems mm-hmm. like every single franchise on the GameCube was completely reinvented. And I don't think we'll ever ever see something like that again. Yeah, for sure. Uh why don't we go ahead and take a quick break? When we get back, we're gonna talk about more GameCube games. I'm Colette. And I'm Matt. It's time to talk about the most important topic facing humanity. Video games. Oh, okay, video games. (laughs) Every week on Colette and Matt have entered the chat, we have in-depth conversations about the games we're currently playing. We also talk to people who make video games as well as YouTubers, writers, and podcasters that you already know and love. We also talk about what you're playing when you join our community. Subscribe to Colette and Matt have entered the chat wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Do you love Japan and video games? Well, so do we. We're Kinsey and Mark from Kyoto Indie Dev's Chuhai Labs. Join us twice monthly for games, silly Japan news, and all-around nonsense. We stink at making commercials. <laughs> we f***ing got this one, bro. Be sure to stop by the Chuhai Labs Discord to chat about our games or ask us questions. Chuhai Labs and the Nasty Labs Podcast. We're legally the best. <laughs> Class is back in session, and HyperX has the grade A gear you need for dorm life, remote classes, and for schooling folks online. Shop the HyperX back-to-school deals going on at HyperX.com to make your return to student life a breeze. Comfortable cloud headsets can keep you focused in as you cram for finals with some lo-fi beats and stay productive with lightweight pulse fire mice, responsive alloy keyboards, and more. Keep your GPA and your KDA high with HyperX products and accessories. 
So we've talked about Wind Waker. We've talked about the Four Swords Adventures. We've talked about the the Zelda promotional discs. Uh, there there was a game that I mentioned at the beginning of this about it being sort of almost like a half game because in my mind it's a Wii game and that is Twilight Princess. <laughs> uh, were you gonna say something? Oh no, I was just gonna let you. Oh, okay. <laughs> I, I, I was gonna let you finish yeah, your yeah. thought. Uh, you were yeah, laughing. <laughs> yeah. So th- this game it uh it was originally announced uh, specifically for GameCube at the time. We did not know about the Wii. Uh, we didn't know about the the revolution. We didn't know anything about it. That. Yep. Uh, so we had this trailer come out and it it was it was almost like a a it was almost a revolution on its own of doing these sort of uh convention trailers uh for video games that have this like almost like current Marvel MCU effect where mm-hmm. That comes it's a up, trope. It became a trope. Yeah, it did. Yep. You wanted to make this 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 video that wasn't just announcing a game. You had to captivate your audience, and you had to like set them up to not realize what they were looking at. And then at some point, you're just like, "It's Link. It's a Zelda game, and it's going to be dark, and blades will bleed, and all of this." And there's like literally a video <laughs> of like people screaming in reaction to this, like everyone freaking out. And of course, I was one of them at that time. Oh yeah, uh, oh, I lost it. <laughs> you, you know what? I think I think I've just pinpointed uh, the moment that E3 died, and that's when <laughs> during live press conferences when they stopped having the audience audio with what was happening on the TV. Cause they'll, what they'll, you know, they started eventually cutting away to just, if you're at home, you just hear what the trailer's audio is, but you used to hear both of them. And so yeah. you could hear people in the crowd losing their minds over certain things. And I missed that. I, I liked that little charm, charming element to it. It just sure. it hypes you up so much, you know. <laughs> it's like uh, it's like yes, I'm also getting excited about this. <laughs> I know that guy. That's Link. That's Link. <laughs> I love Link's adventures. <laughs> this game, uh, in my opinion, was so much of a response to the criticisms of the look of Wind Waker, uh, yep. to to the detriment of all of it. Like it. That game is ugly. Like, we ended up going from a very beautiful Zelda game to a very ugly Zelda game. And in my opinion, it's still, like, the ugliest Zelda game. We did, we replayed that one just uh, a year ago, and uh, I played it on the Wii U, and even with its, like, updated visuals, and they cleaned some stuff up here and there, it's just a bland, ugly game. Like, (laughs) just putting that out there. Some very interesting character design faces uh five heads um yeah (laughs) yeah you're you're absolutely right it it was a direct response to wind waker you know and that criticism (laughs) in every way and yeah to its detriment for sure it's too much uh and i really do like the game itself like i do love the gameplay i love how you know jeremy you were saying how in wind waker you didn't really have many tools at all to use and then in twilight princess you have everything 
Like you're given tools a lot. at yes. like every dungeon. You have a new tool you, to use. And you want a fishing pole <laughs> here. You want this weird unholy chicken here. <laughs> like there, and and that's also to its detriment as well. That there were too many t- tools, and there were so many cool things like the spinner. I don't know if you guys remember in one of the dungeons. Uh, there's like the this little spinning oh, top yeah. almost that you kind of jump to and fro from uh, to go on these rails that you're it's uh, going on this path, but it's really cool it's, to it's, use. Dare I say extreme. It's very extreme. <laughs> but I think that's like the only time you can use it in the game. Maybe there's like one other time. Uh, yeah. It, Not in an enjoyable way. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And, and that was a big, big fault I had for, for Twilight Princess. We haven't actually covered Twilight Princess on our show. We're trying to go relatively chronological, so of course mm-hmm. Twilight Princess will be at the very end, or basically at the end of the show. Madden 08 mm-hmm. will actually be the last <laughs> the, <laughs> the last episode because somehow a uh, 2008 game got put on the GameCube. I mean, it's, it's pretty easy. You might as well just <laughs> shove the PS2 version over there and not care how it plays. <laughs> I mean, hey, FIFA. 14 oh yeah, that's got sad. That's on, sad that uh, PS2. So, yeah, that's sad that uh, a Madden game killed the the GameCube. That's, <laughs> that's what did it. <laughs> so yeah, this... no, they that's that spinner. Uh, aside from getting used to like turn gear systems, they never let you like you know shred on it ever again in that game, except yeah. for like maybe a couple spots in the overworld. It, it's it, it's a shame. Yeah, so for me with this game, it, it's like I said, it's not a GameCube game for me. Um, uh, I got the Wii the day it came out. Uh, it came out on my birthday. I, I, nice. the the week of my birthday has always been like aligned with like Nintendo releases in America, <laughs> and so it's it's just been. It makes sense that I love Nintendo the way I do because I was like born into it, uh, and so. I was, of course, going to get Twilight Princess. I had to get the the new Zelda game, and uh, I know some things about what they did. It's it's weird that they released it, like, what is it, two weeks or a week after the Wii one because they still wanted they wanted a gap. Like, they didn't want it to, like, eat up its sales or something, something maybe with sales yeah, numbers. Yeah, it was strange. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, the, I don't the, know because I would have bought it. <laughs> release dates back i couldn't get yeah, it on the wii weird. so yeah sorry yeah yeah they they like the, the it's none of these games had like worldwide releases either so they're always so staggered sometimes too but yeah that one was a weird one um i personally had it for gamecube i actually never had this game for the wii i i ended up playing it on my wii a lot <laughs> on but on the gamecube okay yeah. <laughs> right right the gamecube slim <laughs> GameCube Slim. It's two I've never heard that called that. <laughs> I've heard it called that. That's great. But yeah, so this the differences between these. Uh obviously it doesn't have the pointing aiming that the Wii does. They also mirrored everything. Mm-hmm. The reasoning that they gave was they they flipped the Wii one because they wanted Link's hand, who was a lefty at the time, to be on the right because most people were right-handed and they were going to be mm-hmm. holding the Wii remote in the right hand when they did it. And mm-hmm. that was their thinking with it. At least that's what they said. Yeah. Otherwise I'm just like, I don't know why you'd mirror it. It's cool that later when we got this uh, again on Wii U, that you get the option of playing it uh, mirrored and unmirrored. And so it's, you know, for, for diehard Zelda fans that want a hundred percent everything, it just gives you a whole new challenge with it. 
<laughs> I would love to be in the boardroom when they're trying to like someone realizes the problem that it's like oh Link's left-handed but we need to have you know we 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 need to have people right-handed people enjoy it and someone just goes what all what of if? the happy families in our promotional <laughs> material play with their right hand what if we just flip it <laughs> and everyone's it's like the okay easiest. <laughs> it's it's got to be the easiest fix I mean, it, it, other than re-rendering a you know Link with the sword in his other hand and all of his attack animations and everything, you just flip it. Yep. Right. I don't. I don't like to you know talk about game development in, in, in this way typically because I'm not a game developer. I I I know it takes a lot of work, but this is one of those things where I think it is just like there's a drop down window that you just you just click that and it says mirror mode and it just flips <laughs> yeah. and it's like you yeah. don't actually have to put any work into it. It just does it. it it's it's the same one they use for you know Mario Kart 64 Extra or mirror mode in yeah. in Double Dash. Like if you look at the signage all the lettering's backwards. Yeah. This was this was an intern's <laughs> job for sure over the sound. Like it was it yeah. was as as someone who does do development, I can not game development, but uh, it's 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 the same kind of thing. It's uh, an intern yeah. <laughs> got to do this cuz it would have just been someone time consuming, them. but like, you know, just every cuz you would have to probably do it for like uh, a whole bunch of frames and then just um, I don't blend everything together or something but mm. yeah wouldn't it have been hard but it would have been time consuming and so they're just like okay yeah. let's get some interns and let's just do this in a week <laughs> right. uh, yeah so were there any other differences that I'm missing on here? The that, camera. Uh, like feature-wise? Being able camera. to uh, to control the camera fully with the the GameCube. Like w- with your joystick rather than uh, the Wii. <laughs> so we lost something with the Wii. Yeah. <laughs> That's not fair. <laughs> well, I didn't even think about that. Honestly, the GameCube version is usually... I mean, I at least maybe I'm being uh, uh, rose-colored glasses a little bit. But usually people say that the better way to play it is on the GameCube. And I think so. I, yeah. Um, I, I had a roommate who had it on GameCube, mostly for the reason of no one's going to buy this on GameCube. So in 20 years, like, well, this is going to be worth a lot. He was right, because it's worth. Like, uh, I agree with you. I think it goes mm-hmm. for 80 or 90 now, roughly. A uh, lot more I than the Wii one. I just don't even want to talk about the game collector market right now. It is ridiculous. Oh, that's it's <laughs> it's, it's bad out there, man. Oh man, <laughs> we got we got uh, that's you know that's one of our segments for all our games. We always talk about their price today, and um, yeah, we've we've seen a couple recently that were in the two hundreds, three hundreds, and we even got a twelve hundred dollar game technically. So, uh, yeah. what's twelve hundred? Uh, that is the Pokemon box Ruby Sapphire, which technically oh, right, isn't yeah. a game, and also twelve hundred yeah. is like the, the 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 low end because there's so few out there. Is uh, right. Bait and Kaitos okay. one of the the high end ones? Yeah, that one's up because uh, that one was really rare than when it came out. I think that's at least two hundred because yeah, that's a yeah. Any, anything that came out wow. late for the GameCube. You know, anything past two thousand four, you're looking at uh, at least hundred dollars mm-hmm. uh, for games that were relatively good. I almost bought Bait and Kaitos too because Nintendo was heavily promoting it, and I would have done anything they asked me to <laughs> at that point. I bought that game when it came out, and I was like, "What is this stupid game? I hate this!" And then <laughs> returned it. We also, uh, if you're interested, we also have Cubivore. That's up there, seven hundred, eight hundred. Gotcha Force. Oh man, 
Uh, I think that usually goes for close to uh, 500. Same with Chibi Robo, which is a fantastic oh, game. Mm-hmm. It is. It is. I love that game. So I, I wish, like, Nintendo, you got to get on that and, and remake that in some form. Because it's ridiculous that I have to either emulate it or pay $500 to play this game. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, the, and the DS one is not good. Yeah, why don't you play the knockoffs? <laughs> oh, Ziplash? Oh, my God. That is... Oh, no, not even the 3D. And I'm talking about, like, uh, what is it? There's that. There's the oh, Walmart the... exclusive one. <laughs> oh, yeah. And then there was the, like, there. so there's two that's DS like ones. scrolling one? Yeah. No, no, that's uh, the that's, 3DS That's one. Ziplash. Okay. Yeah, that's okay. Ziplash. There were two right. DS ones. Uh, there was also a 3DS photograph uh, game that was oh, yeah. like digital only they're all bad they are all bad <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> i don't understand why we can't even just get a port of the original chibi robo it's the That's nintendo way <laughs> yeah i mean it's it's like we for years 30 years people were asking for like another master blaster and until the switch like they launched with like that master blaster zero or whatever <laughs> Uh, every time they remade or you know tried to do a new take on Blaster Master, it was always the part of the game, the the not Metroidvania part. It was always the the top down boring part, and everyone was or like, "No, there was no, the 3D one they it? did." <laughs> oh God, that one was real bad. Mm. <laughs> no, anyway, on, don't you get it? <laughs> Twilight Princess. Uh, so this game on on the GameCube, we didn't really get any gimmicks with it, right? Like this was just a straightforward action adventure game. Uh, they they kept the gimmicks on the Wii, basically with the motion controls and all that. The GameCube sort sort of got the purest version of it, where it's just like you're here to play a game, not get distracted with accessories. Uh, no one bought them, so we're not going to sell them to you right now. You're, you're here because you really wanted Ocarina too. So uh, thanks here for sticking you go. with us. Yeah. <laughs> yeah it, it i mean so yeah, initially they did want to put it gamecube exclusive like that that was the idea it was supposed to release november 05 i think and uh I, I think someone upstairs was like guys we cannot release this just for the gamecube no one is buying this console yeah. in 2005 it is not working we need to make our money back here like we need to get something so uh you know the waiting a year was obviously very smart because they sold i think two million on the GameCube, a little more than two million, and then uh, I think six point five or something on the Wii. Which yeah, that's usually, still not they a usually lot. Hit around the there. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I it was by the Mario time the game. Wii peaked, nobody cared about that game anymore. Though <laughs> it was the best-selling Zelda game though until uh, Breath of the Wild, if you can believe it. Yeah, I believe mm-hmm. that. I mean, it, the power of the Wii, right? Like, yeah. You 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 have to always think about that. So, uh, I mean, you had a lot of good things to say about Wind Waker, Mike. I, I, what what are your overall feelings on Twilight Princess? So, I liked the game, and I liked it a lot as a kid. I really enjoyed, you know, I loved the fact that I could kind of go wolf mode and everything. And it was, you know, definitely a darker game, and I think I was 14 at the time. So, this definitely aligned with me in terms of, like, the kind of games I wanted to play. So I think at the time I really, really enjoyed playing this. And I don't know if you guys remember, but this is a T-rated game. This is a T-rated Zelda game. 
Mm-hmm. I don't remember that. Yeah, you, no. <laughs> yeah, yeah. If you take you take you remove the uh, irises, man, you, it's automatic T rating. You know, it's that's too scary. <laughs> <laughs> and I I like Midna a lot. I I thought I thought they oh, yeah. they did a good job. Like Zelda always does a good job with characters, and I think um, that's maybe the one thing that they did keep going from Wind Waker. Like they kept that 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 charm of the characters and that those expressions and everything you, you always feel like you're part of a Zelda game, but I feel more so in Wind Waker and, um, and Twilight princess. But I think the game, yeah. the gameplay definitely got stale pretty fast. I think more so than, than Wind Waker, at least when I was playing it again, not too long ago. Uh, the, the, but the worst part about it, like you said, Jeremy is the graphics. Like it, it, it does look so, you know, like it looks like I'm in a dank cave, like the entire time I'm in this. Like, give me some sunlight. Why doesn't it? <laughs> why is there no sun? You, <laughs> you can always on just everything. Right. You can always smell mildew when you're playing. <laughs> yeah, There's just always yes. that smell. You don't know where it's coming from, Some, but it's there. Somebody leave their like a used towel in the corner. Or something. <laughs> <laughs> when but, you were talking uh, about the worst thing about it, though, I thought you were going to say the horse controls. Oh, because <laughs> I don't know if you remember this. It's really bad. Oh, um, that's awful. I look forward to you to revisiting it because there's a reason why you want to be in wolf mode as much as possible because <laughs> the the other way to get around quick is a pain. Yeah, I was going to say the only thing I really I don't really remember riding a pony that much. I just remember being in wolf mode because that was obviously the, the most fun way to play this game for the most part so yeah when i when i do a full replay for when we cover this uh probably later this year i'll uh i'll probably be putting my head in my hands and be like oh god why why nintendo like why why is there no in town speed for opponent it's like you're you're on like you're in the tiniest little town and she's just like slamming into walls. oh i you yeah. know what i actually kind of do remember that <laughs> Yeah, I I think uh I think Midna is is a really strong character and and maybe why the story is in these uh in Wind Waker and in Twilight Princess kind of stick around. I think in Wind Waker for sure that Link has the like best and clearest motivations of any Link. Mm-hmm. Um you 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 know you you could see how much he he wants to help his friends and his family and save people and stuff, and you know he's very expressive. Um, but Lincoln Twilight Princess, not so much. He's just just like I'm I'm a helpful har- farm boy, you know. But that role <laughs> is filled by Midna. Uh, yeah. Midna is the like really dynamic character who you get to know and and uh, get to know her her motivations throughout that game and. And ends up being a very believable character who I like a lot. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think she's one of like the best, uh, one of the best side characters for sure in all of Zelda. Uh, and I did want to touch on one thing too: is just like Nintendo in general with Zelda, and at this time, like in two thousand six, two thousand seven, people forget Phantom Hourglass gets released just a couple months after Twilight Princess gets released, and Phantom mm-hmm. Hourglass, of course on the DS, a direct sequel to Wind Waker. Like, this was... What was going on here? Like, what was going on in the boardroom to... Was there, like, a compromise where people wanted to do a Wind Waker sequel? And they're like, no, no, no. We need, oh. we need to put this this Twilight... We need to put this dark Zelda game out that we've been teasing since 2000. <laughs> we need to put this on the GameCube. Yeah. Yeah, Wind Waker 2 got canceled for Twilight Princess. Yeah, exactly. Like, and... they were they were gonna... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they were gonna uh, make another one, and I'm... 
I'm very upset that they they didn't because uh, yeah, we ended up with some DS you know games throwaway games out of it basically because people weren't happy they didn't get their super serious link and yeah, it's kind of sad. Yeah, no. You, I, it's just, you might assume we were jaded by this knowledge, uh, with the way that we talked about uh, Twilight Princess, even when we we we're, were covering it on our show, and even here now. But like, it's just not, it doesn't hold up like the others. It really does. Like, it has some good gameplay. Uh, it goes know. out with a bang. That's for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like, it's got the some end, great the, moments. The, yeah, the the I think Zant castle and the zant fight and and the final hyrule castle all of that stuff is i had a blast but up until that point i just felt like i was being led by the hand through the game uh, and was about over it at that point yeah yeah i think this is this is going to be a game though that just you know back to the zelda cycle uh, I feel this is a game that's going to get talked about more and more and more as the years go on. People are going to go back to this and be mm. like, oh, this, you know, I remember this being amazing, like one of the best Zelda games and no one talks about it. It's just going to be, it's going to be the popular one <laughs> to to say that it's their favorite. I, I can, I can envision that in the future. Well, I feel like we'll, we'll always get that because just as people get older, you know, it's like, it's like a Weird Al album. Like, you know, your favorite <laughs> one is the, the one that came out when you were 10. So yeah. um, we're, we'll eventually hit a point where people who uh, were way into Skyward Sword when they were 10 years old or played uh, A Link Between Worlds and it just blew their mind because it blew my mind too. Pretty great. Pretty great game. But yeah, I feel like we'll, we'll, there'll always be some degree of let's go back and look at this one. This was my favorite one with the wolf because people have just kind of hit that age now. Yeah. The um and just yeah, so we'll, we'll, we'll look forward to the, you, you'd scoff now at saying people no one likes Skyward Sword but eh, there there will there will be people that fight for that game. I mean, hey, they they did the remake pretty well, and other than a couple of things, but not having to go through massive amounts of tutorials was very pleasant. <laughs> which seems like every Zelda game, other than Wind Waker, which actually drops you in pretty fast, but. Seems like every Zelda game always has a. a we gotta hang out with Nico. <laughs> a ton of a uh, ton of <laughs> tutorials. Like Twilight Princess is a slow. Like it takes a, like an hour to really get into that game. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. That 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 unfolds very slowly in front of you. And one of the reasons why, after I stopped playing Skyward Sword halfway through, that I was so hesitant to restart was because I knew. Everything that I had done, which I had, ex- I had torn Skyloft apart looking for stuff. Like I had done everything. God. Uh, I had torn Skyloft apart looking for stuff. Like I, I had done everything I possibly could, and <laughs> looking at that disc again to be like, oh, I'd have to do that again. I want to, I want to play it, but I'd have to do all of that again. Yeah. So that was a, a big hindrance to me going back and finishing that game. So, uh, I think I think we're we're getting close to wrapping this up. Is there any other Zelda GameCube thing that I'm not thinking of other than you know Smash Brothers, right? Well, uh, Soul Calibur was a big deal. Soul Calibur. So- too. Oh, right, Soul Calibur. Mm-hmm. Let's talk about that for a second. I guess yes, um, that was a big deal. This was uh, Soul Calibur three, two, correct? 
2. Soul Calibur 2. Two. Uh, and at the time, it had come out for PlayStation, Xbox, and GameCube. Uh, mm-hmm. There was a lot of... This was this was a big console war time because uh, in this era, like we had PlayStation Two was just dominating. Xbox comes in and it was a mess to start with, but there was so much horsepower in this console that it was eventually getting to a point where it's like you were getting the best visuals coming from this system. Meanwhile, mm-hmm. GameCube sat in the middle and wasn't as good looking as the Xbox. Still looked better than the PS Two games, uh, but you also got the great Nintendo things off of there. Uh, so this game comes around and was one of few, if not the only game that had very specific uh, exclusive things for each system. Mm-hmm. For and- each one. Cause eventually we would get some like EA sports titles that, you know, stuck Mario, Luigi. And this Peach is in true. There and yeah. Stuff. yeah. Uh, but, but that was, was just like one off for the GameCube release. Uh, yeah, this was just, you know, that, a lot of what I remember from Soul Calibur 2, uh, a big part of that was the console war narrative around the game. Also, the game is just amazing, so whatever. It is. It is. It's the, I, I have not played any other Soul Calibur game as much as I played that one. Mm-hmm. Um, and it holds up today. Got... It holds up very well. Oh, yeah. Like That was a very pleasant surprise to play it again mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. realize... Like well, actually, the biggest thing—the sound, the sound design in that game is amazing. Like again, played a lot, a lot of bad games for the GameCube in in our time doing this podcast, and the sound is usually pretty compressed because this was 2002. But the 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 sound for Soul Calibur, for whatever reason, it, it's like just so crisp and it just hypes you up. The music is amazing. Oh, it was it was really nice to see. Uh, I I have a lot of great memories uh, with this because when you would play as Link, he had the these move sets that were all based on Zelda stuff. Like you could do the downward sword stab with him. Mm-hmm. You would throw bombs in your boomerang. You could even customize his look too. You could give him like red tunic and all this stuff. Like you could change the color of his tunic and everything. And change his weapon. You could give him the Megaton hammer. Yeah, yeah. Yep. It, it it was incredible. And it fit just it it, it, it it was funny because this link was very reminiscent of that original GameCube tech demo link. In yeah. Way, right. Yeah. Like it, it it's almost like that's what we were actually advertising. Uh where <laughs> the the truth is is they were gonna put Ganondorf in there, but they had to drop him. And so we just got Link in it uh uh by himself. Yeah, and which is interesting because you know, this is a two thousand two game. You know, this is a year before Wind Waker. And, uh, mm-hmm. you know, that's, uh, feels a bit of like cannibalizing your own market in that sense, because you're, you're showing off this really cool, edgy 3d, uh, uh looking link who, yeah, looks like basically like the space world trailer and looks like a, a new and improved Ocarina link. And then you get Toon Link, right? So uh, I definitely would understand the, uh, the anxiety from people seeing that be like, no, look, we, look what we could have had. <laughs> I, and again, I, mean, it, I just it sold the I, best on GameCube because of having that link. So. Oh, no, yeah, yeah, yeah. I also, I just always need to point this out with it. Like, the people that were complaining about this stuff at the time were teenagers. And, like, <laughs> you know, when we're talking about, you look back at this as, as mature adults, mature adults, at least. And you got to realize, like, they were complaining 
that it wasn't cool enough in the mid 2000s when everything was like alternative rock yeah. and like and and chains yeah. and all this like you know like all the all this edgy stuff and this <laughs> yeah. stood out and and stood its ground of like no we're make this is the game we want to make and this is what we're going to make mhm yeah it it that all of that fighting happened like i said at schools or on you know message forums because uh, I've heard like Jeff Gersman talk about it he, at the time he was at you know GameSpot.com and people who were you know games critics or reporters or journalists or whatever, um, they just liked the game. They mm-hmm. thought yeah. Wind Waker was pretty good mm-hmm. and uh, you know all that stuff. And I remember him saying on the Bombcast years and years later, like him basically finding out in the Bombcast, like. Wait, like there was backlash? Like it's, a, it's such a funny heard. clip. We we can't say the the expletives that he he said on there, but it is such a great clip. So good. Yeah, and so like yeah, that this was just yeah people mad about their their kitty Zelda. And, eh, come on. You know. Now, do you guys know? We all, we all grow up. Do you guys know who was supposed to be on the PS3 version instead of Tekken instead of Hayahachi? Hi Hachi. Uh, I I Crash know Bandicoot. I've heard this. <laughs> Snake. Uh, no, unfortunately, I Crash would have been fun. No, it was uh, it was Cloud. Cloud was supposed to be. Uh, oh, that would have blown people's minds. Yeah, early Smash. <laughs> how did that? How did that deal not happen? How did that fall apart? Square was so precious back then, man. Like they were, they were, they. I mean. There was something that happened where at some point they were like, actually, it's good for us to let people do whatever they want with our characters after seeing what Kingdom Hearts did. Well, the, where they were like, oh, put uh-huh. it in everything. The reason why they, well, uh, Square had a lot of issues at this time because Square went bankrupt. Oh. Because of. Yeah, right. Oh, the right. movie. Yeah. 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 And so that's why Crystal Chronicles exists for the GameCube uh, because they actually had a non-compete. So PlayStation said that you can't put games on the GameCube. You cannot work with the Nintendo anymore. So mm-hmm. they said, okay, that's mm-hmm. fine. We need you. But then when they lost all their money, <laughs> they had to ask Sony and say, hey, is it all right if we go back with our ex and uh, you know, uh, put out games? And Sony said, okay, okay, fine. You can put out games, but you can't put out mainline Final Fantasy games. And they said, okay. You can't put out right. good games on the GameCube. <laughs> <laughs> Well, there are other Nintendo systems, Jeremy, with good Square games. <laughs> yeah, there, there are, yes, but not the GameCube. Yeah, just, just not the GameCube. <laughs> and Crystal Chronicles has the same thing as Four Swords with the multiplayer. Speaking of yeah. crappy uh, Link cables. Yep. <laughs> Great multiplayer just was a massive barrier to entry, once again. <sighs> they, so, they, they'll get, they got there eventually. Right. So... I think we'll go ahead and wrap this up. This has been such a, a, a great trip down memory lane. Uh, I do still have, I'm not a nostalgic person generally, but the GameCube is one of those that like, I just, I think about it and I can just like feel that soft plastic in my hands too. <laughs> like I'm holding it, I'm holding the handle, you know, it's like, it. I don't even have to see it around me, but I can just feel it, you know? Mm-hmm. Um. Thank you so much for coming on, Mike. Uh, if if uh, listeners wanted to hear more from you, where could they go? They can find our podcast, The GameCube Was Cool, on literally every podcast service. So 
If you're using some random obscure service, I'm sure we're on there somehow. But uh, obviously, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, all that stuff. We also are on all the social medias. You can find us most on Instagram. We also have a Discord, too. We're on Twitter. We're on Facebook a bit, too. So, yeah, um, check us out. And, yeah, thank you very much, guys, for for having me on today. Yeah. Also want to throw out uh, the the Good Pods this is a new a new yes. app that we just came across that we're wanting to put more on there and we know you're on there as well. Uh so go on there as well. It's a maybe you maybe you're looking for a new social media. <laughs> Who knows? <laughs> Check out the good Around pods podcast. app. <laughs> I've been I've been looking for something or hoping someone would make something like that for years, just like a, a little social platform just for sharing podcasts around. And uh yeah, it's it's kinda cool. I like it. Brian, you want to throw in a plug real quick? Yeah, hey, uh, listen to Need for Speedrunning, uh, my show about speedrunning. Um, yeah, I don't need to <laughs> plug any specific upcoming episode because this <laughs> this won't come out for a while. It's so. going to be a bit. No, and you can All listen right. to, uh, you're on a couple of our episodes. What was the last episode you were on for our show? I stopped by to talk, uh, not Pikmin 2. Um, oh, uh, Fancy Star Online fantasy star online that was a fantastic episode that was really fun um we even had a moderator on who uh, kind of is moderate he i think is yes. like the main moderator of the the fantasy star online discord because fantasy star he, online he runs still has servers up he, today he, yeah he he runs the uh the gamecube servers basically yeah yeah he, hmm. so um yeah, when you said, like, oh, yeah, we're going to talk to a guy who does this after you, I was like, uh, <laughs> I want to listen to that. That sounds great. <laughs> yeah, it was, it was really cool to have him on. He just had, like, a ton of mm-hmm. knowledge about the game, and, you know, that's just something Neil and I were not big RPG fans uh, necessarily, but we're mm-hmm. really interested in something, especially like a, an MMO for the GameCube, because why, like, how did that exist back then? So it was really awesome to have him on. <laughs> Yeah, love that game. Great. Once again, Mike, thanks for coming on. Thanks for talking Zelda. This has been so great. Uh, Thank you all listeners for listening to us talk as well. Uh, We'll see you next time. See you later. Bye. Hey everybody, welcome to Chat of the Wild. This game is a series of podcasts where we talk about Zelda. And we're not talking about a specific game today, or really introing the show well at all. 
but uh, I will be your somewhat host today, Luigi's apartment. No, I'm doing this all wrong. I'm on a different show, aren't I? <laughs> Are you all right? I was keeping. You the, want me to? You keep- want me to get it going? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, go for it. I was keeping the bit going, and then then I messed up like a fourth time, and was like, no, this is done. It's too much. We're done here. It's, it's not working out. Okay, uh, 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 Mike, what's your last name? Uh, Lane. Lane, okay. And then it's the GameCube Was Cool podcast. That's that, how you'd like it said. That's right, yep, yep. All right, all right, here we go, here we go.